and action. <laughs> uh, welcome to Business Without Social. Uh, I'm Bradley Morris. And just by a show of hands in the chat here, who loves social media? Who wakes up in the morning excited to log on to Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn? You just can't wait to make your next post or to scroll that endless wall. Are there any of you out there that feel like your destiny is tied in with social media? My guess is, if you're here today, you're probably like a very massive population of creators, entrepreneurs, and people that are kind of like done with social media, at least in the current iteration that it is. I'm not saying that social media is bad, aside from you know, the things that some social media companies do like spying and, and manipulating and mind control tricks and profiteering off of countries who basically, I, there's so many things that uh, make me feel kind of gross about the whole social media realm. And I'm sure there's a lot of you that intuitively pick up on there's something not quite right with this whole social media thing. So in this picture, that's me sitting on the mountain over there. And that's all the social media people over there. And it was about five and a half years ago and I was watching a sunset. And this was right around the time my son was born. I'm up on a mountain. And as I'm taking in the beauty of the sunset, I had this moment where my brain started to formulate the post that I was gonna put up on Facebook later that day. And up until that moment, I was three years of wanting to leave social media. I even started a group on Facebook called Evacuate Social Media, where we started talking about how do we get off social media? How do we build a business without social media? And then it was this experience up on the mountain where I was just like, I'm not in control of my own mind anymore. My brain has been hacked. And I am now at the service of these social media companies rather than my own well-being. And instead of enjoying this present moment, which is what I wanted to be doing while I was up on that mountain enjoying the sunset, I was formulating a future post that for whatever reason would get likes, it would get comments. And that was when I was just like, that's enough. I'm done. I have to walk away from this. I, I just knew in my heart of hearts that it was time for something different. So today, this event that we're doing here is the first in a series of events for a new membership we're launching called the Creators Club. You can check it out at magicmedia.com slash creators dash club. So this is a new membership that we're launching in partnership with Claudia and Neil, who are on the call, who we'll introduce later on. And ultimately, we're creating a sacred space for creators to create, to make magic on the internet. God knows we need a lot more magic on the internet. So you can check that out. We'll be talking about a bunch in our email coming up here uh, over the next five weeks. And I hope you join us for the upcoming five events that we're doing. So my question to all of you, and you can share in the chat, why is it that you want to escape from social media? What is it for you? What is the thing that feels off? Is it that you're putting in too much time? Is it that you don't feel aligned with the ethics? Like what is your big why for wanting to escape from social media and go create a better life in the real world? 
feels pseudo culture that is toxic to others what's possible time suck and it feels so fake i don't feel aligned with the ethics it is designed to control deceive manipulate and censor social media is not how i find the people i want to work with so i'd try to build my business off of it daily pressure of posting it's intrusive in my life not sure i get the, gets the results i want lack of authenticity and connections this is so this is beautiful. There's, there's a lot of really wonderful posts. I've thought a lot about the social media thing. I've had a lot of conversations about it over the years. Uh, this is the second time I've taught this class. So for me, the pieces that felt most out of alignment that I've been able to just spell out is rather than divide us or rather than connect us, social media has come to really divide us. And nothing is more true than the last two years since COVID-19. Rather than being inspired, we feel anxious. We feel anxious about the news that we're being fed. And that's why we call it a news feed. It's just feeding us the things that we're going to click on, respond to, to keep us engaged on that platform because that's how they make their money. Rather than building friendships, we get followers. So it's become this backwards thing in society that instead of building real relationships, we try to get fans and followers. And there's this I just think there's this psychological thing that happens to us uh, where we're trying to get numbers. We're trying to get people to like us. And instead of like really anchoring in our truth and who we are as creators, as people, as leaders, we do things as a way to get people to like, engage, comment, hire us, et cetera. And so we're participating in a game that isn't necessarily healthy for our mental and emotional being. Rather than creating more connection, we have more loneliness, suicide rates, depression, anxiety. All of these things are going through the roof right now around the planet. There's more reasons than just social media, but social media is definitely playing into the mental and the emotional overwhelm that's taking place in the world because we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. We're constantly seeing other people living lives or portraying themselves to be living lives that are more than ideal, that are better than ours, and that makes us feel less than. And then rather than feel safe to share our thoughts, we censor them. And if we don't censor ourselves, then we can guarantee that the social media, or the big tech companies are going to be censoring us if we say anything that is outside of the main narrative that the media wants us to portray. This is something that's only been coming into play over the last few years, but it's become very, very obvious in the last couple of years, regardless of what your belief systems are. We need to ask ourselves, is censorship a good thing for humanity as we move forward? And if history shows us anything, censorship has always led to overbearing control from government authorities. And so I, for one, am somebody who believes in free speech and everybody can have their own belief system, but it's something to really just pay attention to as we watch the cascading of censorship and deplatforming of influencers and leaders all over the world. And rather than being free, we become addicted to our devices. I mean, if we could only just track the number of times we refresh our emails, we refresh our social media, we refresh the page that we, the amount of time that we scroll. And what is it that we're looking for? Why do we do these things? Why are we giving into these addictions? Even when we watch ourselves and we see ourselves doing it, it was like, ah, you're doing it again. You're reaching for your phone. Don't do it. I oh, know you open the app. Hey, come back to the thing you were supposed to be doing. No. Oh, oh, you're scrolling. We lost you. 
It'll be back in 10 minutes. That's what happens all the time. And we're all guilty of it. I mean, if anybody on this call is not guilty of it, you're probably already mostly off social media and you don't really need to be here. So I believe the world does not need more social media. What the world needs is more social connection. I personally, I live on an island. There's 10,000 people on the island. Uh, I'm more of the village mind. So I have a community of friends. We farm together. We have adventures together. Our kids play together. We build structures together. Like we do work parties. Uh, and so for me, I want to build a business and I want to create a community around my business that feels more village minded. Because when you have a village, everybody knows each other. If somebody's not doing well, we can all gather around that person. We can support them, whether it's through grieving or whether they had a disaster happen, whether it was a fire or a storm or whatever, we can gather around that person. We can support them. And life is always going to have, have storms. But when we're isolated on these false social media platforms, we don't really actually have the support systems that we need in the real world. And I believe, for one, that the most important thing that we can be cultivating in our lives, the greatest form of currency, is the currency of relationships. So my question to all of you right now, and I would encourage you to be as honest as you can with yourself. And there's no judgment. There's no shame here. It's just an honest. We're just looking for the science. <laughs> How much time do you spend on social media currently? So just... Throw into the chat your best guess. Are you two hours a week? Are you five hours a week? 20 hours a week? How much time are you putting into social media right now? About an hour a week. What else? Less than an hour. So that's not too much. You're, you're definitely escaping. 30 minutes to one hour per day. 10 minutes a week. 10 hours a week. So we're kind of all over. 30 minutes a day. Hours. Five hours a week. Okay. Perfect. So then the second question is, how much money is that generating for you? The time that you're spending on social media, is it actually converting people to hire you? Are people coming, I saw you on social media, I'd like to work with you. Does that happen often or is that like once in a blue moon, given the amount of time you spend in a year? Say you're spending five hours a week and there's 50 weeks in the year, then you're spending 250 hours. Out of the 250 hours, you're getting one client, one customer, or are you getting a lot of clients and customers? It's, it's an important question. And then the other piece is how fulfilled are you when you're going on to social media? Do you feel a joy spark inside of yourself? Is it activating and fueling your creative potential? Is it supporting you to embody the best version of yourself? And I think those answers should be an easy yes or no thing. And so if we can get honesty with each with ourselves, which is where I started, I got brutally honest with myself. I was like, this is crazy. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. And if we can get honest with ourselves, then we can create change. But until we get honest with ourselves and we just look at the facts of how much time are you spending, how much money is that generating, and how fulfilled are you in doing it? Once we can get clear about that, then we can decide if this is the path we want to continue on or if we want to change course. So my question to you, and this has been a wonderful thing for me, is what would you do with all the extra time you could have if you didn't do social media? So just put it in, into the chat. 
what are the things that you're missing out on because you're putting in that one or two hours a day or that five hours a week? What are the other things that you could be doing? More reading, more time outside. For me, it's, it's more time with my son. It's more time going and playing golf, gardening, hiking, mountain adventures, family time, guitar playing. So these are, these are the things that we all want to do. These are the things that, that we should be doing because these are the things that make us magnetic to the people that want to be working with us. If we're living in alignment with the lifestyle that we desire, we're just a more harmonious being. If we're more harmonious, then people typically will gravitate to us and be like, I want a little bit of what you're having. So this is just something to take into account. All right. So we know what we want to do. We know how much time we're spending. So why did I leave and what fears came up? For me, it was, uh, I had a son five and a half years ago and uh, I didn't want to participate in a world that I didn't want him participating in. That was, that was basically what it came down to. And I, I chose to leave because I mean, the ethics, the endless cycle of creating. I mean, I literally, it was, it was driving me crazy that I would put all this effort into creating posts, articles, videos, memes, live streams, all the things. And it would literally, you know, the shelf life of the hard work I was putting in to my craft would last maybe a couple hours, maybe a day, but no more than that. And then I'd have to do it again. And it was just like, it was depleting my creative soul. Instead, I wanted to create products and, and courses and experiences that would last a long time, that would increase the shelf life. And so that was essentially what I set out to do. So when we understand that we're not living in alignment, the next best thing is to ask ourselves, well, how do I live in alignment? And when I left social media, something interesting happened, uh, something I was not expecting. And it was it was scary at first. When I deleted my account on Facebook, I basically felt like I was erased. It, it was a very strange feeling for the months after I, I left. It was like a part of my identity was no longer there. And what was strange is like I had, you know, decent connections with old high school friends, college friends, family members, etc. And when I left social media, I stopped hearing from a lot of them. It was almost like I was erased from their minds. And I think this is the biggest fear that most people have when they think about leaving social media is this idea of will I still exist if I'm not existing in that platform? And I can tell you the answer is 100%. Yes, you will still exist. You'll be more embodied. And what's interesting and what's happened for me is, is I have deeper bonds of connection. The relationships and the community that I have in my life are so much deeper and more satisfying 
because it's all taking place in the real world. And what I'm going to get into shortly about how this applies to your business is my entire way and model for doing business has completely shifted as a result of leaving social media. But the main things that I learned was that my true friends were the people in my local community. They were absolutely essential for the the satisfaction of my life. And it just, it completely forced me to live an alternative way that, uh, that I had to make up on my own. And so hopefully in sharing what I've learned in the last five and a half years, uh, I'll be able to help you make the transition. And whether you leave social media today or not is, is it's completely up to you. And I encourage most of you, if you are going to slowly wean yourself off the social media beast, that you do it in strides and you do it with a strategy. And today my goal is to, to give you the strategy. So for me, what's changed in the last six or last five years, I guess, coming up on six years since leaving, I have more leisure time. My work days have gone from about 10 hours a day of work to six hours a day. My average work day is usually I'm working from 9.30 to 3.30. And I get plenty of time with my son. After I'm done work, him and I go on adventures till bedtime. And that's a typical day for me. Uh, I get a lot more adventure time. I take my laptop up into the mountains and I stream data and I work up in the mountains. I play golf six days a week. I compete as a pro. I get more time with my family. I am spending more time taking care of my physical fitness than I've ever done in my whole life. It's, it's the best. Now you might be asking, that sounds great. I would love to do all of those things, but I got to pay the bills. And that's where this next step, this next part of the presentation comes in is like, here's what I've done to uh, change how I make money and how I generate revenue for the business, because we have to do that. What else can we do to align more with our ideal lifestyle, ways of doing business and values? I mean, that's ultimately it is like, it comes down to the values. And for me, every single year on New Year's Eve, I pick a word or a couple words. And the year that I left social media and the year after that, two years in a row, I chose the exact same word because this was what I knew deep down inside was going to help magic media evolve into its next stage and become more profitable, but also what was going to support me with the transition that I made from just cutting, like cutting cold Turkey and leaving social media altogether. And that was relationships. So I knew that we had to change. I had to change. I had to change my entire business model. uh, And I had to base it around real relationships, one-to-one relationships. Instead of going for many, many followers, I'm going for fewer people and deeper connections, deeper relationships, more rewarding exchanges. That That was my goal. That was what I was trying to do. So Throughout the process, and this is where you're going to want to take some notes, um, I learned to be more collaborative. I realized that everybody in my life, all of the artists, the creators, the, the brilliant coaches, the people that I'm working with, everybody has their own zone of genius. But when you combine, when we put all those into the pot and we all start cooking together, we're better together. We make something that that we can't do when we're just working in our own silo. And so 
a part of the growth strategy for me was to be more collaborative, to, to bring people in on the projects that I was working on who had better skills than me. So when we built the great e-course adventure, one of our flagship courses, I mean, that was a nine month production. Uh, it took three of us producing it, making the lessons, the green screens, like it is an epic production. You can check it out on our youtube.com slash magic media. Um, that was an incredible collaborative process that really changed how I work. Uh, we also created a meditation library that has impacted the lives of over a million meditators over the years. And that was a collaborative process with Blair Francis Armstrong, him and I, I produced the, the vocals for it and wrote all the scripts and he, he did the producing and made music for it all. And now with the newest business we just launched called Magic Kids, which is magickids.com, M-A-J-I-K, kids.com. If any parents out there or grandparents, you should check it out. Uh, that has been a collaborative process with more than 30 artists, producers, creators, designers, illustrators, authors, etc. And the whole thing is like, how do we bring all of us together to do the thing uh, that, that me, for, for these cases, like I come up with these ideas and then I bring a community around it to, to help make, get it done. It's kind of like a barn raising, you know, every digital product you make is like a barn raising party. You know, we're trying to build this thing together and it's always going to be better if we're doing it together and we get the right people on the team doing it. So who are the people or creators in your life that you would love to collaborate with? And how could you create equal value for everybody involved? So a lot of the time, you know, especially back in the olden days, uh, when we did the great e-course adventure, when we did the meditation library, uh, I didn't have a bank account. I couldn't pay, you know, 50 bucks an hour for hundreds of hours of work. That just wasn't uh, feasible, but I had an idea. We had a business model that we could build around it. And so I enrolled Andy, I enrolled Blair, I have enrolled other people over the years. Um, and now I'm partnering with Claudia and Neil. And, you know, essentially, if you have a clear vision and you can see the steps laid out, you can enroll other creators. You can enroll, there's a lot of artists out there that are looking for ways to contribute their art and their gifts in a meaningful way that really allows for them to share their value with the world. So for a lot of the things that I've done, it's been through revenue share. So it's like, hey, we're all gonna do the thing. Here's the pie. Here's how the pie is gonna be divided. Do you wanna join for 20% of this piece of pie? Great. Let's collaborate. Let's get this thing done. Let's launch it within the next three or four months. You can do all the video stuff. I'll do the teaching. We'll get Neil over here. He's going to do the website. Bam. Away we go. You sign a simple contract and everybody gets to win because everybody's building this new business piece together. And it can be on a project by project basis. So write down right now, who are five people in your life that you'd love to collaborate with? It could be having them be on your creative team. It could be uh, other coaches or creators that you want to co-create a product or a retreat or something with. Who are five people that you think would just absolutely kick ass to collaborate with? And then the next way, just transitioning with collaboration, one of the business models that's worked and can work for all of you is affiliate marketing. So we all know what affiliate marketing is. If you don't, I'll just go over it. It's basically you pay people a percentage of sales to promote your offering. So for our Creators Club launch, 
we're paying out a 10% commission. So if somebody promotes the creators club, you'll get 10% of anybody who signs up. So a typical percentage that you would pay, depending on the price range and what the, the model is, whether it's a recurring revenue or something else, is typically 10 to 50% for, um, for a commission that you would pay. So if you're selling, say, a $2,000 training, you might pay, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, I've seen up to 50% commissions on those as, as a way, as a thank you, basically, for opening up your network. And what that takes the place of is advertising spend. You know, typically you might spend 20 to 30% on ads revenue, but instead of giving Mark Zuckerberg that 20 to 30% of, of ad revenue, you're going to give it to the people that are helping to promote you to help build your business. And for me, I would just much rather know that the advertising dollars that I'm spending are going to real people. I mean, not that Mark Zuckerberg isn't a real person, but I just think the guy already has enough money. I'd much rather if Claudia is promoting one of my events that, and somebody signs up and pays me money, I would much rather that $500 goes to Claudia than Mark Zuckerberg. To me, that just feels like a better way of doing business, knowing that I'm taking care of my village. That if Claudia is in my village, if you're in my village, I want everybody to have their needs met. I want everybody to be taken care of. And we have to do business in a way that brings back the village thinking. So the next, I guess before we go forward, do ask yourself this. Could you find affiliates to help you market any of your current products that you pay them a commission. And it's very easy. The software exists uh, quite simply. Thrivecart is one of the systems that we use um, to, to do our affiliate. You build the product uh, or the, the shopping cart, and then you can set up an affiliate payment so that your affiliates all get their own individual link and then it automatically pays them their commission. So it's very easy to set it up. Do you have products that you could use or a coaching program? Uh, and then if you're going to do affiliates, you know, and you're doing a launch, like say, for example, you're, you're launching something in September, then now is the time to start engaging your uh, potential affiliates. Start going out into your village and asking, hey, Claudia, I'm launching this thing in September. This is how I think it would benefit your community. I'm wondering if you would promote it. And if you do, and people sign up for my paid thing, then I'll give you 20% of any commissions. And that gives Claudia lots of time to schedule that in her September calendar to do all the promotion and to really support you in the ways that you need to fill your thing. Giving affiliates more notice is better. So the next business model shift, and this has been massive for me over the years and for any of you out there that are like through and through, you are a creator, you're building audio, you're building courses, videos, like you are producing and making stuff all the time, then this is a model that you're probably gonna be interested in. And that is the world of licensing. So if you wanna create and not necessarily build your own audience, like for me, when I, launched my meditation courses or my, my meditation products. We basically spent two years and we produced 48 individual meditation tracks that ranged from two minutes to 40 minutes. And then we produced custom composed music for every single one. My goal when we launched that was like, we want to have a world-class library. This, <laughs> the comparison of the time was we wanted to be produced or we want Mind Valley uh, to publish it. 
And we wanted to be Deepak Chopra good. That was kind of like, that was our benchmark. If we can get it as good as Deepak Chopra's audios and Mind Valley says yes to producing it, then we know we've won that game of quality. And ultimately, you're going to hear me talk about this a lot if you follow our stuff. It's if you want to be paid like a professional, then you have to create professional quality work. Uh, all of us, if we are building an internet business, then we have a media company. You are a media company. If you're posting on social media, if you do a newsletter, if you do video content, audio content, a podcast, etc., then you are a media company. And as a media company, it's really important that we get with the times, we make sure the audio quality is good, the lighting, the video, and that the newsletter, and that we have a regular publishing schedule, all these things are, are important. But if you don't really want to do all that and you just want to like go into your your back cave and produce and create licensing is a great avenue so i have generated hundreds of thousands of dollars in the last eight years completely passively through licensing i i license my meditation library to apps and to companies um and basically they pay me either a flat out fee to just non-exclusively license the content I've created. They pay me based on clicks. They pay me a monthly percentage. They pay me quarterly. They'll pay me an annual licensing fee. And so I have, I think about eight or nine different avenues in which I'm receiving ongoing income from, from my meditations that I produced seven, eight years ago. And that money has been coming in for years. And it's something that is widely available for you. So if you're interested in just being a creator, and for me with my meditations, I didn't really, I, I felt like I was coming to an end of wanting to teach meditation, but I still wanted to share how this practice touched me and all of the different techniques that I was learning and practicing and teaching when I was doing workshop tours. And so that's why I created the meditation library. And then it's just spread and it still spreads. I'm still in negotiations with one or two more meditation apps right now. So it's something to consider. If you are a content creator, then think about what it is that you could license. I Right now, I mean, I think the one of the greatest opportunities is in licensing audio content. If you do hypnotherapy, guided meditations, guided visualizations, if you do NLP, all of these different things, audio is a, it's a cheap thing to produce, especially once you get set up with a studio and a good mic. And your studio, I mean, if you look behind me here, I've got a few sound panels that a buddy of mine made. We spent about a couple hundred dollars and, and a few hours. I paid him some dinner and some money and we made that $300 mic, little foam stand. And we have a production studio that hooks up to my computer monitor over here. And it's pretty cost effective and it gives us extremely crisp, high quality. So for less than a thousand dollars, bam, I've got a production studio right over here in my office and you could do the exact same thing. If audio is what you want to do, then you just script it, you record it and whatever industry you're in. So if you just, for example, like I, I did this research a couple of weeks ago, I went online. I'm like, what are the new meditation apps for 2022? And I found 20 meditation apps. Some of them I'm already licensed on the rest. I wasn't licensed on. I wrote an email, introduced myself, shared some samples of my work and bam, I, I got a few responses. Some of them were like, no, we're not taking anything right now. But three of them are exploring it right now. One of them is, is working. We're working on the negotiations for what the cost is going to be for the licensing of my meditations. If you're going the licensing route, there's a difference between exclusive versus non-exclusive. It's pretty obvious. Non-exclusive means you can license the same 
content across many platforms, whereas exclusive is you're licensing to this platform only. I really like the non-exclusive route. I've, I don't think I've done any exclusive licensing to date. So just get the creative wheel spinning around licensing. What could you be creating? What could you, you know, there's so many platforms, whether you're a chef and you're cooking amazing uh, meal plans and, and videos, you could license to a, a holistic magazine or a website or there's, there's so many platforms that are looking for high quality content. And that's the key. High quality content is the key. That's why our company is called Magic Media is it needs to be magical so that it stands out. So the people trust you as your, as an influencer and this day and age with technology, I mean, you don't have to spend a ton of money to give yourself a pro setup. And once you have that pro setup and you're doing the good work that you're born to do, then you can really just start to leverage that work that you're doing and elevate your income and reach way more people. I mean, it's no exaggeration that I've reached over a million meditators with my audio meditations. And in the last seven years, aside from doing contracts and negotiations, there's been no extra work that I've needed to do because all that work was put in. Licensing. Nobody talks about this in our industry. There's so many opportunities to license what you have, especially right now with school transforming in the world, like more and more parents pulling their kids and homeschooling them or unschooling or world schooling, licensing, 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 right down right now. What industry could you license your stuff to? What products could you start creating or assets could you start creating? I'll just say guided meditations and audios are a phenomenal opportunity if that is your niche. Now, let's go to the next form of relationship building activities that you can do off of social media. Next, guest appearances. All right. So this is where you tap into somebody else's audience. You bring your expertise, your value, and your joy sparkle. This could be podcast guests. It could be teaching a guest class. So for example, uh, if I go to the Marketing for Hippity, Hippies uh, community with Tad Hargrave and I say, hey, Tad, I'm going to come teach a 90-minute class. No cost to your audience. The, the class is going to be on getting off social media. And Tad would be like, that sounds awesome. I'm going to promote the heck out of that because I know my people are going to love it. And as a result, his audience gets exposed to me. Those that want to work with me can come work with me. They can join our membership. They can hire us for coaching. We could partner with them. All sorts of things can happen when we bring our expertise to other people's audiences. Other things you can do, and I used to do this a lot. This was how I grew my meditation following in the beginning was I posted guest articles. I reached out to so many different uh, holistic, spiritual, new age blogs, and I would just write articles, publish them. That would bring traffic to my website. You can do guest videos. You could do a live conference. You could collaborate. You could do a panel discussion with other influencers in your industry and create a really lively discussion. There's so many things that you can do that are in the form of a guest appearance. And guest appearances are great. They're collaborative. Usually they're pretty laid back and fun. And if you can create that lively conversation, that connection to somebody else's audience, then there's a really good chance those people are going to be touched and inspired and want to come do something with you. At the very least, sign up for your email list so they can hear from you more. So the question that I have for you is, do you have a flagship workshop that you could tour from community to community on Zoom? And this is one of the marketing strategies that a lot of uh, at Magic Media, we do partnerships. So 
we partner with companies and teams and essentially uh, we revenue share based on the results that, that we're co-generating together. So one of the, 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 um, <laughs> brain fart, one of the, uh, strategies that we're doing, that's the word. One of the strategies that we're doing, um, is we're having the, the partners we're working with are basically reaching out to their network and saying, Hey, I'm doing one workshop a month for somebody else's community. Would you like to book me to come teach a 90 minute workshop to your community? This is the five different topics that we can do. It'll be 60 minute presentation and a 30 minute Q and A. If you're in sign up here, they're going to book fast. It's a simple strategy. And if you have that flagship workshop, you can do the same workshop to 10 different communities and a workshop where you're actually getting people real results and you're guiding them through a process is way different than say a podcast interview. People associate podcast interview with kind of like radio. It's a lower transformational value. Whereas a workshop is like, we're going to take you through a transformational process. You're going to come out the other end with these epiphanies or these insights. You're going to have these skill sets by the end of our time together. So what is a workshop that you could tour to other communities? It's really fun. And if you do you know, guest presenting, if you want to come and, and or bring people onto your show or you go on other shows, it's, it's such a fun way to connect with people. And, you know, it might start with a podcast interview, but all the people that you're interviewing or been interviewed by could potentially become affiliates down the road when you do your next big launch. Okay. So next we have profit sharing. So as I was alluding to, um, Three years ago, three, yeah, three and a half, three years ago, we shifted our business model at Magic Media. Um, I, at the time, we were building the production side of Magic Media. So we were doing a lot of, um, we're working with clients to produce their content. And for me, I loved the collaborative part of it. I loved working with these amazing teachers and leaders. What I didn't love is like, you know, we quote, we're going to charge $50,000 for this job. And then, you know, we put in six months of work and then it's done. And to me, something felt uh, unfinished, unsettled as an entrepreneur. I like to, uh, I, I like to be rewarded for the hard work and effort and for like the big prize at the end of a successful launch, which is, you know, a percentage of revenue. So we shifted our business model. We stopped doing client projects and we only work with business partners. So if you go to magicmedia.com partnership, you can learn more about our partnership model. But essentially what we do is our team becomes your team and we will design a strategy, reinvent your business model, we'll consolidate all of your life's work and we'll bring it all together under one umbrella. Oftentimes it's a, it's a new form of membership, which is an entirely new offer that, that, you know, it's essentially building you your academy or your school or your community where all of the things that you were doing all over the internet can all exist in one ecosystem. And it's a way more streamlined way of doing things than, than the traditional of like, you do your YouTube, you do your podcast, you do your blog, you do your courses, your webinars, your retreats, and everything's just everywhere on the internet. And we just help bring it all together. And then we do a launch strategy, which is basically what you're witnessing right now uh, with these five events we're doing for the Creators Club launch is what we do with our partners. We do a 35-day slow launch process that allows people to get an experience of 
what your thing that you're selling is going to be like, whether it's a membership or a community or an intense course. We're trying to give you a taste of what's to come when you work with us. And it's a great launch strategy. It's, it's worked again and again and again. So basically once with the, with the partnership model and for anybody that does client work or your designer, website builder, your producer, whatever it might be, this is, this can really shift things for your model. Instead of us, like with, with magic media, we went from like, we needed many people to be in our ecosystem to just needing a handful. And what we're doing is we're leveraging the work of these leaders that we partner with. They pass a down payment and that basically, you know, secures the, okay, we're in this. We sign a contract, they pay us the down payment. Oftentimes for us, the down payment's 10 to $15,000 US. And then we earn a percentage of revenue, 20 to 30% of revenue for three years. And what happens is we help them redesign the business model. We do all the heavy lifting. We work together as a team. We do the launch. And then we slowly train their team to do basically run what we built with them. And it's phenomenal. We, we profit share. It's beautiful. Our team and their team become one team. And what we can do together is so much more powerful. So for yourself and how this relates to you is you currently have services that you offer. Is there any way that you could open up what you're doing and, and open up to other creators in a collaborative way to profit share? where everybody's re being rewarded. And for me, as we're launching Magic Kids and I'm building this team and we have a couple dozen creators, I'm working with a financial modeling expert who's helping me to figure out a way that everybody that works on my core team within that ecosystem of Magic Kids can benefit. I'm trying to create a, a uh, I'm trying to create an ecosystem for Magic Kids that fosters entrepreneurship. Because a lot of the times when I've had business partnerships in the past, I'm partnering with other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs basically can't sit still. And so, you know, we do a thing together and then they're off doing their own thing. And so I'm trying to merge together the, the entrepreneurial spirit with the employment model of we're going to work together for a long time and we're all going to benefit as a result of the work that we do together. And so it takes a little bit of creativity. It takes some risk. And it takes mapping it out, you know, just like writing down what are the roles and responsibilities that we're going to have as a team if we do partner on this and how much is that worth of the pie? And let's create a proposal. So, you know, if you're if you're going to decide to, say, submit a bunch of stuff to meditation apps, you know, they're basically creating the space. They bring the teachers and the teachers bring the content and everyone shares in the revenue. It's a wonderful model. You know, as the app creator, you created the ecosystem, you're building the audience, you're spending all that money, but you're bringing, you're curating the teachers and the content to come in. You're making sure they're having a great experience. I'm actually consulting uh, with a partner right now. We're doing a launch for the School of Mythopoetics. And what they do is they curate world-class teachers to come in and speak and do workshops. They facilitate conversations and community. They're not necessarily claiming to be the experts or the gurus. They're simply there to curate and guide the community space. So how could you incorporate a profit-sharing model that fosters collaboration and everyone winning? I highly recommend you sit with that a little bit because it has been 
life-changing for Magic Media. Again, instead of us needing 10,000 people on our email list or having a thousand members in our community, we need a handful, like literally with six clients, we had our, our most profitable year ever last year with Magic Media, six, it was, it was that easy. So when we start to collaborate, everybody gets to activate their superpowers and work together. All right, so I'm just gonna share, this slide's gonna fly by. Um, with Magic Kids, you know, it is a, our model is selling books and subscribers. The subscription's $11 a month and the books go for, you know, $15 per book. So our model is different. It's the first time in years that I'm building a new business that we're selling physical products and it depends on us having a very large audience. So we have a marketing team and, you know, these are, these are essentially the ways that we're building our uh, building our audience. So we're built a catalog to sell to bookstores. We're press kits. So we're sending out to mainstream media all over the place. Uh, I wrote a golf story. So we're reaching out to the 19,000 golf courses around North America, um, partnering with influential artists. So uh, authors and illustrators that already have influence so that when we launch their story, they will already have an audience pre-built, uh, giving away books to aligned organizations and teams, partnering with influencers, uh, so paying money, uh, say having an influencer do like a, a brand or story review, and then they post that on their social media, uh, doing a newsletter, uploading our content to meditation and kids apps, a market booth. We have the biggest uh, artisanal market in the Pacific Northwest. I, we do have a social media strategy. So I'm not doing the social media, but I have a guy on our team that is doing, we're doing a three month trial with social media. Uh, so far, it's not worth it at all. I'll just say it's, like, it's definitely not worth it. But we have a strategy and we're doing a three month experiment to see if it can lead to some fruits. And uh, inside of our, our Creators Club membership, I'm going to be totally transparent as we do that experiment. Is it failing or is it winning? So I just want to share this slide just so you can get an idea. Take a screenshot of this and maybe you'll get some ideas on other ways that you can promote what you're selling. All right. so. Social media doesn't have to be terrible. I, I don't like it, but maybe you do. And I think it can work for you. If you're not ready to become a social media extremist like me and you still find value, then how can you make social media work for you instead of you working for it? So number one, and I think this goes for all things we do in business, is you need to have a social strategy. What do you post? How often do you post? What is your call to action for your post? Where are you trying to send people? You know, if you're herding a bunch of sheep down a path, are you, where are you trying to, you're trying to steer them in a direction to the pen. Where's the pen? Where are you guiding them? And how do you grow your audience on social media? And then if you, once you have that strategy, just like we're doing, we have a social media strategy right now. And we're putting in three hours a day, five days a week with that strategy to implement it, to see in three months, what are the metrics? How many people are following us? Has it led to money? Has it led to more clicks? We can start to look at all that to see if the strategy that we thought might work, is it working or is it not working? And, uh, and once we have that data, we can make a very educated decision if this is the best way to spend our time. Next, you need to have a schedule. So batch your work, schedule your success. You know, do a full day of social media focused work once a month. Make all the posts, 
get them all scheduled. And then you don't have to go on again for the next 30 days until your next social media batching session. It's just, it's way better. If you're going to do social media, then do whatever you can to limit the time that you're spending on social media by having a schedule. Next, and this is the hard one, is be disciplined. Stay focused. Don't fuck around on social media. If you catch yourself scrolling the wall and wasting your time, that is precious time that you will never, ever get back. That's precious scrolling time that you could be out in the garden. You could be up on the mountain. You could be doing so many other things, hanging out with your sweet children that you complain you don't have enough time with. That's what you could be doing instead of scrolling that wall. So, I mean, literally, you know, I've had times with my email. I'm a, I'm a habitual email checker. And so I will like, I'll throw my phone across the room just to get it out of there. Because sometimes that's just what you got to do to get it away and to get it out of your consciousness. Ultimately, it comes down to living more aligned. You know, know the life that you want to live. Know the person you want to become. And start to create habitual patterning that allows you to be that and do that. Next, a team. If you can, build a team. Get someone else posting on your social media on your behalf if you can. And I would encourage you. This is something that, I mean, I've, I've been, as in the last year, we've grown from like three people on our team, three solid people to over two dozen people that I'm working with. So as a creative exercise, design your dream team. Who does what? What do you do? What do they do? How much would each person need to be paid in order to be fulfilled in the role that they're playing? And how much does the company need to be paid? So this is something that I always take when we start a project, just like really mapping that out of like, okay, we're thinking about working together. Well, how much money do you need to make in order for this to be worthwhile? How much money does your team need to make? How much do we need to make? Because we, it's important to just have that focus on the money momentarily so we can decide if this is going to be a worthwhile investment. So I'd encourage you, you know, what's the next hire? Who's the next teammate that you're calling in? And if you could think of that, design a role, and maybe that person will come knocking on your door, or maybe you'll get to post on social media if you're still there and you can find that person and then leave social media and let them do the social media. All right. So we use Mighty Networks. Uh, there's a lot of re reasons we use Mighty Networks. You don't have to use Mighty Networks, but if you're not familiar with Mighty Networks, Mighty Networks is a SaaS platform, software as a surface, essentially it allows you to have your own social network for your audience, for your people. Uh, it allows for you to have a community, private community. It can be a paid community, a free community. You can have courses inside of it. You can do groups. So you can have communities within communities. You can do live streaming and live sessions inside of it. There's a lot of different business models that work. If you go to our blog at magicmedia.com blog, I did a presentation last year about seven different business models. Uh, I've now, since that presentation, I think we've tried another five different business models and pricing models inside of Mighty Networks. Um, and you can make it location-based or global. Neil, could you uh, mute whoever's um, audio is going right now, please? Any of you who are looking for a space off of social media, I'd recommend checking out Mighty Networks because it's it allows for you to have your own ecosystem, your own autonomy. It lets you to build 
something just for you and your audience. I, I mean, I have a mighty network for my men's group in my community where we, we get together every Tuesday and we go on these wild adventures. And then we post the recap of the adventures the day after uh, I've got mighty network for magic kids and mighty network for magic media or for the creators club. Uh, we do our team management and our team communications inside of uh, secret groups inside of mighty networks. We've built another like eight mighty networks over the last few years. So it's just, it's a great platform if you're looking to have your own community-based platform or where you can do courses and all the things you do as a coach. Okay. So this is a magic formula. I came up with to find out if you're wasting time on social media. So everybody can type these in or write them down. So money from social media divided by hours on social media equals dollars per hour on social media. So let's just do the math. How much do you make from social media? So question one, write down how many hours do you spend on social media? I know you all did that. So let's just say you spend... 50 hours a month. Now, I don't think anybody here is doing 50 hours a month, but that'd be 12 and a half hours of scrolling, posting, responding, etc. So it's realistic that anybody that's invested in social media might be doing that. Now, 50 hours, you know, say you're making a thousand dollars a month from social media and you're spending 50 hours a month, that's only $20 an hour income. You know, if you're only getting paid $20 an hour for all of your posting and all the things that you're doing there you know, in hopes that you might go viral, you know, if going viral is your business plan, then you're essentially shooting blindfolded in the dark, just trying to hit a target. It's not overly realistic. So let's just say you're putting in, you're making a thousand dollars from social media and you're putting in 50 hours, that's $20 a month. What else could you do with that time that could increase your income to 50 to a hundred dollar an hour activities, partnerships, licensing, product creation, offering more workshops, doing more free things for your, your newsletter. Like there's so many other things that you could do with that time. So for those of you that are doing 20 hours a month, if you were to take that 20 hours a month and apply it to other activities, what could you do? Do you think you could get further along up the mountain without that social media time? Just curious, what do you all think? Do you think you could do more with the time that you're investing in social media? And if you're only putting in 30 minutes a week, I mean, that's not very much. So the question is, do you have the time to schedule? Could you come up with a better strategy with the other time that you're spending? Is there, is there places where your energy is leaking and you're not investing your time wisely? So my final thoughts, words of wisdom. Uh, one, give yourself the gift reevaluate your marketing strategy. So after today, if you can spend 30 minutes and just brainstorm, get a piece of paper, go on a whiteboard, whatever it may be, and just see if you can come up with a better marketing strategy than the one that you're currently implementing. Obviously, if you come up with a new strategy, it might take you about three months to get it fully set up with the systems and to have it fully figured out, but get the, get mind dump it, figure out a better marketing strategy. If social is not working for you, decide if it works for you and your business, whatever it is that you're doing. And to social media, is it in alignment or is it out of alignment with where you're trying to go? I, I mean, if you can, spend an entire day making a new plan. 
even do a mastermind, get a group of people together and come up with a new plan together because your minds together will be way more brilliant. If you must leave social media and protect your time and consciousness, notice the content that you're putting into your brain. A lot of what we're putting into our minds is junk food. And it's not supporting our emotional body, is not supporting our mental body, is not supporting our nervous systems. It's really toxic. And we need to be protective of our consciousness now more than ever. So be aware of what you're letting in and be really persistent at choosing conscious, positive, uplifting, inspiring, motivation, solution oriented stuff. Because otherwise, we're just being fed. We're being fed an algorithm. And the algorithm is not there to make us better people. So we have the Creators Club. Check it out, magicmedia.com slash creators-club. Uh, it's an application-only community. Inside of it, there's one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, get shit done, masterminds. We'll be creating resources and templates. Essentially, it is a community for creators where we're gonna help you uplift your business. We're gonna help you design the models. We're gonna give you the coaching and support that you need to do your best work, to be your best self and live your best life. That is the name of the game. And it's for creators. It's for people that follow the ABCs of creating, which is the workshop we're teaching next week. The ABCs of creating are always be creating. If you are a creator and you need support up-leveling your business model and monetizing the good work that you're doing in the world, then this is definitely a space for you. And I encourage you to check it out and apply before April 22nd if you feel the call. If you do apply, there's no uh, obligation to join. It's just an approval. And then once you're approved, you'll still have the opportunity to say, yes, this is for me or no, it's not for me. And ask as, as many questions as you want. Once this goes live, share this masterclass via text, email, or social media. Let your people know that there is another way to do business without social media. And I encourage you to leverage your life's work. Keep things simple so that you can live a beautiful life, that you have tons of time for your family, for your friends, for the people that you care about, for the causes that you care about, because we don't have to do business as usual how we've always done it. There's so many other ways. We have more opportunity than we've ever had. We have better technology. It's easier. If a Luddite like myself, who knows nothing about tech, can get as far as I have and build a media company, then all of you can build media companies as well. And I think it's really important to just, today is ultimately an intervention. This is your opportunity. Is social media serving you? Yes or no? It's a simple answer. And once you answer truthfully, you can start to choose a different path and create a different model that better suits you. And so for all of you out there, now that you have permission to not be on social media and you have some creative ideas on other pathways that you could take that I have tried and tested over the last five and a half years, they've helped me to build my business year after year. What are you going to do about it? We're going to open up for some Q&As for the next 25 minutes. So I'm happy to answer questions uh, related to the presentation or related to your business. And we'll just go by, uh, you can raise your hand if you want to ask a question and then we'll bring you on the screen. So just make sure your audio is queued up and ready to go. All right, Zen Show. Hello, Zen Show. Long time. Yeah. Hey, first of all, I, I just want to thank you. That was a awesome fucking presentation. <laughs> I, 
Right. God, you, you had me riveted. I'm definitely going to watch it again because there's a lot of stuff here that I, I could get intuitively. Holy shit, this one would be great. That would be great. But I haven't had time to integrate it. So uh, honestly, I don't have a question yet, but I had to thank you. This is world class, what you're doing. Um, you know, the, the whole social media scene, as, as you clarified, and we have our own views about it is so dysfunctional for humanity. So I can't thank you enough. I'll, I'll be quiet now so people can ask questions. Thanks, Sancho. It's so good to see you. And uh, I look forward to brainstorming what pathways you can take. Uh, I'm in. Okay. All right. We got some other people raising their hands here. Sally, come on down. Hey, that was awesome. Thank you. Um, I I think um, one of my biggest uh, hurdles is this feeling of uh, pacing myself at an appropriate mm -hmm. rate for what I can actually do. And I think to even just start uh, with recording some of the things I want, I think the practical stuff like what are the good microphones etc what what is the basic package of that you would suggest um for a home studio that is one of the areas i would love to know sooner than you know later so that i can begin to build confidence in that way yeah, and yeah. uh yeah yeah i think that's my biggest struggle and my resistance to get some of my creative ideas down is just coming down to that tech uh, Luddite feeling that you're talking about, you know, how do I yeah. start to build confidence there? Okay. So, uh, in the chat, I just posted an article. This is fairly new, about six months old, I think. And this is, uh, three different options for your home studio setup from 500 to $2,000. So that'll get you going. Um, whatever, all of those, all that gear is going to be great. And what I do because I'm not a genius is I get my, I get my friends that are better geniuses than me at the tech. And I'll like tomorrow we're doing a big sound check. Cause we just set this new part of the studio up uh, a couple weeks ago. So Blair's coming over. I'm paying him for an hour to just like, Hey, come do a sound check with me. Get, make sure all the things are working and just help me create a checklist of everything I need to do before I press the record button. So I would say that once you get your gear, get, a genius to help you set it up. There's they're everywhere. They're readily available. You probably have friends that won't you just make them dinner and they'll come over and help you get set up. Uh, and second around pacing yourself. So that goes back to scheduling your success. So what I encourage everybody to do is take a step back from the habitual ways that you're running your business and give yourself an entire day to re-dream into how you want to do business. How do you want to batch your work? So let's just say you want to put out a weekly newsletter with a weekly article, et cetera. You get to design how your time works. So design it so that you can batch all your writing in a day. You can batch all your publishing in a day. You can batch all of your editing in a day. And if you do it that way, life becomes less overwhelming because instead of like constantly trying to create your next piece of content to go live tomorrow, you're creating it all and you can pre-schedule it all. So you have the spaciousness that we all seek to have in our lives. I mean, who doesn't want more spaciousness to be able to think and be and adventure and ultimately batching and having a solid publishing strategy. So that goes back to the idea of 
you're a publishing company. You are a media company. Media companies have a publishing schedule. And if we want to build trust with an audience, we need to be consistent with the rhythm and pacing of what we're putting out content and the types of content that we're putting out. The more consistent we are, and this is what I learned when I taught 500 meditation workshops, is the more I showed up regularly, the more my community would regularly show up with me. And if we're inconsistent, it's like I posted three newsletters this week and I posted none for three weeks after that. And I haven't talked to my email list for six months and I feel terribly guilty about it. That doesn't show our audience subconsciously that we're going to be there for them if they pay us money. What that shows them is that we're just kind of like, we dip in and out. We'll put a, a, when we need money, we'll put up a promotion and be like, Hey, I have coaching available. And then we go back to our silo and we're just doing it. So again, it comes back to relationships. How are we building relationships and how can you schedule your success better so that it's easier for you to get into that creative flow state? Can I add a quick plug, uh, Bradley? <laughs> um, so the, the reason we dreamed up creators club is because I joined Bradley's membership about a year ago off of hearing him talk about business without social media. And I was just so drawn to his energy and his values and everything aligned for me. And I already been on this challenging path of being a brand and web designer and marketing communications professional that hated social media. And so, um, anyway, I found him and I just fell in love. And then we, I joined his membership and we've been, you know, realizing, whoa, we could really, make this even better. You know, we could put this into a bigger community, something that's more focused around specifically people who are launching and wanting to create content like this. So those are the types of things like resources. When we say resources and templates, you're going to have like kits of how to, you know, how to actually put your audio studio together, how to put your video out. And you're going to be working alongside not only Bradley and all of us that are creating content real time, but also everybody else in the community. So anyway, I just think, you know, you go through like a little think tank basically, and, um, an incubator of other like-minded creators, which is the power of that. So anyway, just wanted to plug that. <laughs> Thanks for that plug. And ultimately, you know, we're, pro we're producers, so we know how to produce. We know how to organize ourselves around an idea. We know what the hundred steps that we have to take when we want to take that idea from an idea to actually launching and monetizing it. And so, you know, we've produced hundreds and hundreds of videos, audios, websites, launches, all the things like there's, it's just like decades of combined wisdom of actually getting shit done, monetizing it, getting it out into the world and doing it in a, in a professional way that people can really resonate with. Okay, let's let's uh, jump to the next question. Silas, come on down. Hey. Uh, first thing, yeah, no, awesome presentation, and, and it's really kind of on point with a lot of um, what I'm working on and uh, my passions, in the sense of um, really, yeah, getting offline more and and reinvesting. Uh, you know, attention in, in real world relationships. So I just really appreciate the presentation. Um, so for the past uh, couple of years, uh, I've been doing a podcast, publishing twice a month, uh, trying to build a niche audience. And so my monetization strategy really is about creating, pro um, you know, products um, online or Sorry, um, online programs and in-person retreats. Uh, and it really is kind of 
overwhelming uh, in terms of, yeah, I guess setting up the systems to make that happen. And so I just wanted to know a little bit more about actually the practicalities of how the, the club would work. Um, yeah, if you could talk maybe in a little bit more detail, like personal in my situation, it sounds like it's it's kind of like a business incubator, which is great because I'm really found um, something that speaks to my niche. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. talk a little bit more. It's definitely an incubator. So what's going to be different? I mean, we have a massive library that we've produced and created over the years of classes and courses and resources and templates and articles and all the things. Uh, what's going to be changing when we pivot into the Creators Club when it goes live on May 2nd is all of the resources, the workshops, the skill building challenges that we'll be doing every month. It's in response to what people need. I mean, if if there's a group of people inside the club that are like, man, I need, I need something that's going to help me be better organized. Well, then we'll help you create a template and a system for yourself. We'll teach you how we project manage and how we delegate, or we'll teach you how, you know, we'll show our post job postings that we're doing to help you build your team. Essentially, it's going to be a space where you're having questions and you have access to us. We're building a, a, a community and a membership that's based on small numbers. We don't want, you know, hundreds of people in this community space. It's, you know, I think our max that we'll grow to over the next year and a bit is probably going to be about a hundred, but in the beginning, it's going to be maybe a dozen to two dozens for our first several months of operation. So it's going to be a space where, you know, everything that you need to thrive as an entrepreneur and the focus and the accountability uh, and the coaching and all that is going to be available to you to to have those questions answered and to help have our team come around you, just like we would a partnership project, our team's going to gather around and help you build the strategy and, and get the, move the steps forward that you need to take. Awesome. Cheers. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you. Thanks for the question. Thanks for being here. Uh, Michelle, come on down. Hi. Hello. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that the answer is yes, but I just wanted to run this. So I had started a website. I want to create a membership um, of, around holistic healing and health, um, health and well-being. And I had almost gotten it to, to the launch spot, but there were some technical difficulties. And part of the def technical difficulties is me not knowing how to use the equipment that I purchased. So I purchased all the equipment to do like recording myself cooking or recording sound baths or, you know, recording meditations. Okay. These are all things that I do. And I got to a certain point and then I just got really stuck. And then I fled California fires in 2020, which put me into a huge tailspin. Now I'm on the East coast and, uh, you know, I ha I actually have been trying to find people around here that could just simply help me with the equipment. And I've been having a hard time even finding that person. And then I, I took a course on Mighty Networks and I love Mighty Networks. And it's actually set up exactly how I was independently setting up my website. Mm -hmm. And so my my basically the question is, is this the creator's circle now? this new course coming up 
the the place where I should probably be. I I would encourage you to just, you know, take a look at the the page that we posted here and maybe Claudia or Neil, you could post the link again. Uh, and just yeah. read through that and just ask us whatever, you know, reach out if anything's unclear, you have specific questions in relation to your own individual needs, just reach out to us and, and ask us and we're happy to clarify any points. Thank you. But as far as having all of the gear and the gear is just in a sense at the moment because of the way life's unfolded, it sounds like it's collecting some dust and it's time to be brought out. Uh, I mean, YouTube is a beautiful resource if, you know, type in the name of the gear and how to set it up. And I guarantee you there's a 10 minute video tutorial that's going to show you exactly what to do. And you just pause the video as you go. YouTubers are just wonderful. And I would say that's how I've gotten over all of my tech phobias is, is a lot of it has just been, okay, I'm booking one hour today to learn this editing software and I'm going to go on YouTube. I'm not going to like it. I'm going to resist it, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to watch these YouTube tutorials. And I'm going to learn this damn tool that I know I need in order to accelerate my business forward. And so that's just, you know, sometimes that's what you got to do. If you can't find the geniuses in your life that can help you set up the gear, then just like make a list of all the pieces and how they fit together and, and then just go on YouTube and it sucks, but in less than a day, you'll know what you're doing. And then if you force yourself by scheduling a bunch of live things that you're going to do, then in those live things, by the time you've done six of those, it's just like, bam, you know what to do. Also in the gear, uh, there's a post on our blog um, about the camera, the microphone, and the live streaming setup to have this like nice 4K look that we have here. Um, and this is the easiest setup ever to get it looking like it does right here. I've got a light here. I've got a light there shining on the back. And I've got the uh, Sony A6400 and this little cam link live streamer thing. And it all connects to Zoom. And it is, it's very, very simple. It takes no tech skills whatsoever, like zero setup, just like using the basic camera settings. So it can be easy and you can learn it. And YouTube's a great resource to, to just go do it. And I'm sure, you know, you spend a half a day or even an hour, start with an hour on YouTube, learning some of the basics and you'll be much further along than you are right now. while the, the gear's all sitting in a box. I'm praying that the gear that I have is, you know, I, when I, when I purchased it, I, I had, Somebody had said like this was a good way to start, and so I'm I'm hoping that technology hasn't changed that much over the course of the last couple of years that it's still a really good little setup. <laughs> if it's two or three years old, there's a I would say a very good chance that it's just fine. You know, like the if it was ten years old, I would say you might need to upgrade. But you know, for what for what we're doing, you know, for YouTube videos and guided audios, if if it was decent equipment when you got it, then it should be still pretty good. But one way to find out, get it out of the box and play around. These are your toys, adult toys. Hey, Bradley, I have one more thought for everyone. 
I just can't, I've been like buzzing. This whole call has gotten me re- reignited. But um, I think one of the best parts about working with you in any way is you're such a brilliant strategist and you really help people ground in like what it is they're actually doing and why. And I think a lot of times when we are caught up in like social media and digital marketing and all the things we have to do, it's easy to just like lose ourselves, lose our ground of like, wait, what, what am I doing <laughs> and why and how and, and for who? And I think with the times we're in, especially there's no set business plan anymore. Like that, having a business plan that is solid, you know, solid and stays the same, that just isn't a thing. And so it's an emergent reality. It's an emergent strategy that we're creating and co-creating. And that's essentially what I think is so exciting. Just being alongside Bradley, who's already been doing it, not only for his own business, but for other people, I am bringing the branding and the living in the trenches of communications, you know, for working with my own business and my clients for almost 14 years. And I think we're all realizing that there's pivots that need to be made. And so being surrounded by other people who are living it, and maybe this person's two steps ahead, this person's three steps ahead in this way, and you can really like benefit from all of it. So anyway, I'm just really excited that all you guys are here and that we're having these conversations and look forward to seeing you on the next calls. Yeah. So next week is the ABCs of creating. So we're going to be talking about creative process, creative philosophy. How do we, how do we embody the empowered creators that we are? How do we structure ourselves, our lives, our businesses? How do we become that? Uh, and, and build a business that is in alignment with that. So that's going to be a really fun one. I, uh, it's one I've been thinking about for a while and I'm, I'm excited to deliver some, some goodness. And then, uh, Claudia and Neil will also be contributing to that conversation. Let's see here. Uh, Michelle, another question here. Yeah, I had one more question. I noticed on the schedule. So all of the calls are on a Tuesday, except for the last one. Yes. which is April 13th, which is a Wednesday. Is that correct? correct? Yeah, we had to switch the date. We had a conflict that we realized after the fact. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Any other questions before we go? How's everybody feeling? Do you have any any idea on how you're going to move forward from here? I would love to know. What was the biggest insight, epiphany? What is the thing that you're going to take action on after this? Because inspiration is nothing without action. We need to take action to create a new reality. So what is the new reality you're creating? What are the actions that are going to help you create that reality? Who wants to share? You got an audience here to hold you accountable to your words. All right, Michelle, first step for me is to check out the website and upcoming course. Gail, come on down. Yeah, um, I loved it. It's I'm always being asked to be an affiliate and offered that, you know, and it's like, oh, but I can't seem to get my affiliate links to work and all. Um, I have created a um, an event. It's a retreat in August. And it's a dual retreat split into two. You can either come for the full week or split weeks. And when you mentioned affiliate and then team, and I'm looking at these names and I'm going, holy shit, you know, what if I offered these people an, an affiliate link to help get, because my email list is like 
really lacking. It sucks. It's, it's, it's like a balloon, you know, that you let the air out of. I mean, I just don't have that big one, but I'm looking at some of these names going, well, they sure do. And I, I want to thank you for lighting that spark because bringing in an affiliate, you know, and offering them a certain percent, you know, of the retreat, it's like, wow, the light bulb came on. So thank you. It, you're welcome. I mean, that it really does help. And I would say with regards to the email list, size doesn't matter. We did a launch for uh, Allegra Stein with her Misfits to Maverick community. And that case studies on our magicmedia.com slash partnership page. She, her list, when we started working together, was 135 people. She made $35,000 in her launch when we launched her Mighty Network community. So I would just say quality of communication is more important than the size of your list. And if you have an email list, whether it's 80 people or 100 people, that's 80 potential customers. That's 100 potential people that want to be hearing what you're saying. And if we're not communicating with them regularly, then we're doing a disservice because they signed up to hear us. So I would say creating a, a communication strategy with your existing following is it's a great use of your time. And then just being consistent with that communication strategy. And the first communication strategy might just be reaching out and saying, Hey, everybody, I've been absent. This is what I've been doing. What would you like from me? Can I offer you workshops? Would you like to form a community? This is some of the things I have coming up, you know, just like people want realness. You know, we don't have to pretend as creators to have a giant corporation in order to get people treating us like professionals showing up, being a real human, being professional, doing professional work, doing work that that shows that we care. Those are the things that people are going to pay attention to. So, you know, if we should, by communicating with our email list and providing value for them, we're showing that we care and, and that's going to result in something positive. Thank you. That's great. Time for one more question or one more share. Who wants it? Take the mic. All right, Diane. Hi there. Hey. Um, I just want to thank you. Um, I've kind of been spinning my my wheels because I have a couple different gifts and um, just get overwhelmed by the tech for one. Um, and I know I know there's talent there, and I I just have to figure out how to put it together. So. Um, I just really think that, you know, I'm grateful for the, for what you're offering. Um, and I'm excited for your next, uh, offering, you know, just to see where it leads. Um, I do have a question as far as like, um, I know you have a couple offerings levels that you, that you offer. Um, so that would be, you know, for people that, you know, the monetary is an issue, um, and I haven't really looked into it too much, but I'm just hoping there's options available. So for the Creators Club, uh, basically we're doing, it's an annual membership. So it's $5,000 a year. Uh, we have a higher one, which is 10,000 a year, which is includes monthly coaching and you get to choose which coach you work with each month. Um, with the 5,000 a year, that includes quarterly one-on-one -on -one coaching. You'll get coaching as soon as you sign up. Uh, and then you can see all the other services that are provided for that. 
Um, and then for anybody that's further along, then we have the partnership page on our website, which is more of like becoming business partners. So with the business partnership page, that's for people that, you know, you've been doing your thing for, for three, five, 10, 15 years longer, and you've built your body of work, you've built your, your audience, and you're ready to just up-level all of that and really take it to the next level. Um, for the, the $5,000 a year, there are payment plans available for six months. And also, uh, if that's just out of the reach of your business, then um, Tad Hargrave's community, marketingforhippies.com, uh, is amazing. It's a it's an incredible resource. It's a ninety nine dollar a month membership, and it it I feel like it's an incredible preliminary for for what we're doing. What we're trying to do here at the Creators Club is like how to go pro as a creator, and how do you how do you take what you're doing to the next level? Whether you know if you're weak in production right now, then we're going to help your production improve. If you're weak in marketing, we're going to help your marketing improve. If you're weak in building community or setting up the tech, then we're going to support you in those areas so that whatever your next level is, whatever you need to improve upon, uh, that's what we're going to help you do so that you can be in your superhero state of doing the thing that you're designed to do. And a lot of that is the teaching or the creating of contents or facilitating workshops or retreats, et cetera. Great. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, I hope this was valuable for everybody. I hope everybody walked away with at least a couple things. That you're like that struck a chord. Uh, we will have the recording up within 24 hours. You get an email tomorrow and, uh, and then you can watch or listen to the recording. Please share it around with anybody that you think would resonate with it. Uh, the further this goes, the more people can escape from social media. Because honestly, who really loves being on social media all day? Nobody, nobody, except for those millennials. <laughs> well, this is great. I really appreciate everybody's time and attention today. And I'm looking forward to seeing you all at the ABCs of creating next week. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Thanks, Bradley. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.